Blog Talk Radio. Body, Spirit, You on Blog Talk Radio. This show is a collaboration between five women and spirit or universe, all brought to you by www.mindbodyspiritu.com. That's the letter U. There are weekly shows on Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, two Wednesdays a month at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and two Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time covering topics about all things healing, spiritual, metaphysical and we even throw in a bit of science. Many of our shows include time for you to ask for assistance on your journey and you will be able to experience some amazing healing modalities and receive guidance, authentic spiritual guidance, right here, right now. Many are aware of the quickly changing perspectives about our mind, bodies, and spirits, and that's exactly what we are here to discuss. So please join us in the spiral of life, and together we will learn, grow, and heal. Now let's get started with today's show. Hi everybody and welcome to Mind, Body, Spirit, You here on Blog Talk Radio. This is Tracy Liebman and I am joined by my friend and colleague, Aleka Thorvalson. Hi Aleka. Hi Tracy. I'm glad you're here with me tonight. We haven't been together like this in... um, Geez, because we skipped last month. Yeah, so yeah. I guess it's been like two months in this capacity. Of course, we've been together, but not in this capacity. Mm-hmm. So I will um, probably touch on that absence of mind. But first off, I just wanted to sort of um, intro this show, meaning we call it the Mind, Body, Spirit, You teaching series. Alec and I have been getting together and originally we were podcasting and then we moved over to Blog Talk Radio just talking about the things that um, crop up either in our own lives, whether through our own learning or teaching or just something that keeps to be like keeps being very prevalent, whether it be with clients or our own personal doesn't stuff, it seem whatever. Like it's the same sometimes, like the very same <laughs> Do yeah. you ever get that overlap, like you're learning something and the next thing you know you're teaching it and then you're learning it then you're teaching it and you're like, what's going on? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's sort of what I'm saying is that um, I know for me, and I'll have, you know, Aleka can speak for herself, but I I teach what I learn. I teach what I know. And this title of this um, show tonight, Many Faces of Victim, mm-hmm. came up for me recently because of my own personal journey and learning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm excited to hear about that. <laughs> I, I mean, it's such an intriguing title, The Many Faces of Victim. It's definitely um, intriguing. I want to know more. Yeah, well, one thing is is that there. I noticed that 
Well, let's see. There's a lot of talk about duality, right? Good, bad, that kind of thing. And and you you know this because you and I have already talked about it. But I don't know if everybody knows it. That concept of there's two sides of every coin, right? Mm. So victim and being victimized, right there. Those are like two different sides of the coin that I'm gonna touch on. Um, and then. Yeah, I kind of I have the lead on this one because I just went through so much with this. Mm, you did. <laughs> yes. Um and then also you mentioned and you might know that I don't know, does it have a root or something in vic- victory, victorious, something like that? Victim and the other side of the coin is being like victorious. Um that would make sense to me. Yeah, victim okay. to victor. Maybe. Yeah, Victor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Because you and I talked about that for a moment mm-hmm. um, last mm-hmm. week, I think. Yeah. But yeah. so, and then you know, there's always like the dark and the light, the yin and the yang, the shadow yeah. and the light, mm-hmm. right? So um, here tonight, we're going to talk about both sides of victim. It's not all like many of us. I know I am one. Really shy away from that thought of being a victim. Like, it does have a negative connotation, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's necessarily. Um, I mean, I, I think that there's some validity to that. I think with all archetypes, we have the high and the low. You know, the high, right. sa- the high, and the the then the shadow or the light and the dark, as you said, two sides of the coin. Right, and they're both like I'm coming to this place of because I went through such a place of judging myself. <laughs> For being a victim? For being, yeah, for yeah, for being a victim, for falling prey to negativity, for, okay, so now i got to tell a little bit of my story. I, I think you better. Yeah. So last month, I took most of the month off. My, anything that was, like, led by me, Tracy, I pretty much stepped back from. And I, we were here, meaning you did your show, I was there with Sharon, I was there with Lindsay, mm-hmm. I was there with Laura, but... Anyway, so if anybody noticed a little bit of an absence there, I had um, a health scare. Really, it was that was the best way to put it—a scare because I'm really fine. I'm really fine. Mm-hmm. I was really always fine. Both sides of that coin, right? Something <laughs> like, oh my God, that's so awful, right? And I was diagnosed with a malignant melanoma, and they did some other um, biopsies and one other minor. Um, surgery along with that other one. But so I've been missing in action in a way, and it really shook me up and made me look at so many different things, made me feel very, made me feel. Now there's victim words right there. So I'm backing that up. Made me feel, right? Okay, so I want to show that to everybody. Um, So I'm speaking tonight over of something that I've recently um, learned at a new level. Okay, because I've always I've always shied away from wanting to be a victim, so I've watched my wording. Like I know that everything that happens, um, you know, there's choices that are made. There's even if it's spiritual choices, like not I chose, you know, um, Coca-Cola instead of Sprite, but you know, agreements in the spiritual realm. There's always things happening that cause the cause and effect, right, which we've had past talks on that too, <laughs> karma. And, mm-hmm. and actually, speaking of that, mm. uh, this thought just came to me today, and I, I haven't explored it thoroughly, so 
you know, my take on this might change in a week or two, and that's okay. You know, that's something I want people to know is that life is a process. Mm. We are always changing. And yes, and oh, the other thing I heard recently was about emotions, looking at them like weather, you know. They're uh-huh. always they're always that. changing. Yesterday yeah. here in Charleston, um, did you get that storm at like 7? Oh, that or, was crazy. Yeah. yeah. So it was like a beautiful, lovely day, warm, warm, warm. And all of a sudden, boom, you know, the lights go on and off. And it's just, and then a half hour later, it's gone. Mm-hmm. And all that cool weather came in, which you know I love. And, so, <laughs> and it smelled all nice and fresh, right? Mm-hmm. So emotions are similar. And so well, and I would through. definitely say they can come and go that quickly, you know, where you're having a good day and you're going, quote, unquote, good, and you're right. going along as, you know, as as you are, and then all of a sudden a storm brews or a storm crops up, and it's right. like, oh, what's happening here? And I think that, you know, in just in general, I think, you know, a lot of times people will ask, well, or I'll ask, you know, in my in my sessions with people, well, what are the, you know, what are the functions of emotion? Because... Of course, there are, there's a function there, mm-hmm. you know, and why do we have them? What's the point? And, you know, so often, um, at least, you know, what what resonates with me is the understanding that emotions really are, as you said, they're the, they're the barometer of our inner weather, of our inner psyche to some extent. And if there is a storm brewing, what's that about? And if we're feeling really sunny and happy and, you know, that's the weather, then what's that about? You know, and it just merely they give us, information exactly yeah and you were having a lot of those right yeah so (laughs) the health scare (laughs) um really brought in a huge you know for me it was almost Mm -hmm. like the uh, sandy you know Uh, yeah the hurricane Mm -hmm. yes it was a tracy perfect storm you know, yeah. it truly, it just felt like all these different things were colliding. All my belief systems were being turned upside down. You know, medicine, uh, allopathic, non-homeopathic, <laughs> just, <you laughs> right. know, energy medicine. Old beliefs I, that are being let go yeah. of, right? Meditation, heal myself, ask for help, everything, right? Mm-hmm. So through that, um one of the the things that became really apparent was this many faces of victim. And, mm. you know, feeling like like I was a victim. How could this mm. happen to me? Yeah. How, how can this happen to me? That wasn't part of the plan. <laughs> I was just strolling along on a beautiful weather day. I think that's important, though, you know, to kind of mention, like, what is being a victim? And I... I think it's when we have this place of um, we argue with reality, mm-hmm. you know, like it shouldn't have happened. And then I always get stuck in that space when I'm having that space where I, when I'm having that thought um, and my, um, you know, when I tap into sort of that higher knowing and I hear, um, and who are you to say that? It shouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. Like who's that one, you know? And I think that isn't that like maybe we could define what victim means to some extent. And what's your right. perception of that? Well, I think that that most of us are aware of the easily recognized faces of victim, right? Mm. To me, um, those are like feeling powerless, right? How could this yeah. happen to me? Sorry for ourselves. Um, sure. This is again, it's how could this happen to me? Or blaming others, 
is another, yeah, I think, I would agree. to victim like mentality. Mm-hmm. How about you in that, that general way, not the really deep, because then I have some hidden types. Yeah, I think in general to me, mm-hmm. what, it, what it really just shows, anytime we give our power away to something or someone else, Right, right. You know, yeah. By saying we are not accountable yeah. or responsible for this. In fact, it's yeah. happening to me, not for me. Exactly. That, that kind of play. Now, granted, and I have no, um, I'm working on this one myself. I find myself saying those very things, especially right now. It's really an intense time, just in general. I know that a lot of people are saying that, and it's like everywhere, but I have to admit, I've noticed just an intensity of stuff that's being cleared. Um, and so I think that. When that happens, you know, when things happen, and things happen, and that's the other thing to recognize, that, yes, things happen for a reason. We know this. But then there are times when things seem like they don't happen for a reason, and we might even know that even at those times they probably do. But, yes, things happen. You know, I mean, that doesn't mean that they're your, um, you're to blame or they're your fault. You know, sometimes it just happens. You know, relationships will end or... You know, someone that you cared about betrays you in some way. It happens. Now, what you do with that information determines whether you're going to be empowered or whether you're you're going to give your power away. And I think that's where the victim kind of thinking can come into play. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I sort of went off on a tangent. You know how I do that sometimes. And anybody who's listened to me for the last year and a half knows that I do that. So hold on, I don't let think me you get did. back. I think that was good. <laughs> No, yeah. no, no, I like my brain went off. Now I don't know what to say. Oh, I see, I see. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. no, no, um, no. But well, you were talking about in. the many faces of victim, and you were asking me, you know, like, what do you think? And then you were saying, how about now let's go into the deeper stuff maybe, because that was where I think you were going, the deeper Next. faces. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. the more hidden parts. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm I'm being reminded of, the like, my journey here in the last month with this. Okay, so I did go through the how could this be happening to me. Um, I quote unquote do almost everything quote unquote right, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You, know, you see all this right, wrong, good, I bad, know, right? You know, yes. And then even there, you know, it's like um, so much right. Then then why would the the quote unquote bad come in, right? But, of course, I looked at it from all angles. And the one that I want to speak about tonight is this this idea of um, feeling like a victim to it, feeling like a victim to a diagnosis, in my case here. Mm, and That's powerful. Yeah, and realizing what was lying underneath. And that's where I came up with this, oh, my gosh, there's many faces. <laughs> They're just bing, bing. They're like, mm. oh, that day I started to think about, you know, many of us who have done a lot of um, personal development work um, probably have looked at that idea of like a mask, right, wearing a mask. So it's sort of like that, the masks, the faces, a victim. And so what I found, and so what I'm sharing tonight is what I found, and I hope that it resonates for others so they can look for themselves at how this could possibly help them to uh, see the other side of of this this dichotomy of victim, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not all negative because the the freedom comes. That's what actually happened when I realized this. I was like, oh, okay, I can be free from from this. So <laughs> it was, like it's a choice. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And then power, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
So what was underneath for me, and so the less obvious faces of victim, um, can include things like shame, guilt, self-hatred. I know, I'm saying that on Blog Talk Radio. (laughs) Preach it, girl. (laughs) I'm preaching it, girl. Um, Here you go. Now, this is an interesting one that I was, like, kind of blown away by for myself, Mm. right? Needing to be seen or heard. Tell me about that one. I'm going to. Yeah. (laughs) Notice notice that I said needing, needing, okay? Mm -hmm. It's like an important um, distinction between wanting, right? Because I still honor myself in my life, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I have a thing, a core thing, from childhood, from past lives, etc. Oh, I was going to say that earlier and remind me about past lives. Okay. Um but I want to stick to point here. That wanting to be heard, wanting to be seen is just, you know, slightly different and it's one of those nuances that can be tricky and can be part of this mask or, you know, the shadow side or whatever. Um it's different than needing to be heard mm. or needing to be seen. To yeah, me, the needing what, sort of implies that victim. Exactly. Right? Yeah, if they don't, I'm sensing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they don't see me, if they don't hear me, something's like wrong with me or I'm blaming them. See what I mean? Well, I think, and again, I, to, you want to know what it brings up to me when you say that? Sure, yeah, of course. That's yeah, why we're here. I think it's great when you um, are saying that because it kind of implies, like, why did this happen to me? As if you have a better plan than what right. should be, you know, mm-hmm. and do, like in arguing with reality, which is what I think can happen with victim stance. It shouldn't have happened. Right. Right? And so I'm kind of hearing that in those words mm-hmm. when you say that. It's like the perspective. Exactly. It's a good, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because cool. right, it just it could be, and it could be true for our listeners for anything: divorce, death of yeah. a loved one, a you know, a storm, a storm. Yeah, the tragedy with the storm, losing mm-hmm. your house. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. And again, this doesn't. I mean, I, I think it, it doesn't it mean take away the importance it. of it all. Yeah, it yeah. is important. Yeah, yeah. Of course. And yeah, and actually, I guess I'll. And and I do have some things I want to talk about in the sense of like how to to step outside of that, and I'll just bring that piece up because we're wanting to be sure that anyone listening would understand that. Um, yes, you mentioned accountability a minute ago, um, mm-hmm. and that is an important part of taking back your power, right? Yeah. Getting out of victim. But what I wanted to say in regards to, like, yes, it's legitimate. It was legitimate that I went through my period of how could this happen to me. Oh, heck, yeah. I think we should right? all have a – I mean – I think we should all have a victim party and pull up a chair and invite friends. As right. well as, you know, you know, maybe some good strawberries and chocolate or something. Exactly. And we all need that time. Right. Yeah. And to cry. Yeah, and to or whatever. Or rage. To, that's right. your thing. Mm-hmm. Right to feel it, absolutely. Oh, no but, doubt. Right, but I, but the um, idea of like being, you know, if you were victimized, okay, so you know, abused, right? Um, you know, sexually, physically, emotionally hurt in some way. Um, I mean, victimized by that storm, right? 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess people, I'm sure, feel that way. Mm-hmm. And and me being on the outside, you know, on the East Coast where it didn't do anything because we were south of it, um, you know, I can see how it's not that, you know, you're not really, but you feel victimized, right? You sure. feel victimized and it's okay. I mean, that, and these things are true, it's it's true. Like, um, you know, my childhood stuff, which I've mentioned before. You know, those things did happen to me, and I was victimized, right? But my job is to take accountability for, well, what part do I have in it? Now, right. again, as a child, I did not ask for anything. If anyone's out there that's, you know what I mean, <laughs> a victim from child um, sexual abuse, abuse of any kind, Um it's just it, you were powerless. You didn't ask for it. It was it had nothing to do with that, you know, rape, all those kind of really horrific things. Um, but at the same time, on a really deep cosmic level, right, which we've gotten into before, you know, did we agree to some of this? Yes, in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, did I agree to be born into this family that I was born into? Yes. Did, oh, you and I have talked about the, you know, what a hard role it is for my father to play that role he had to play in this lifetime. That it's almost loving the role that he played, right? Which is a whole other show. So I don't want to get everybody all like, whoa, spun up. I feel like a tornado right now. <laughs> well, you know what the thing I will say, too? And it's funny because you're using so much um, the metaphors of storms today, which is very similar to kind of how it feels when these things blow through our lives, you know? Mm-hmm. And I have so much compassion and respect because it, it for you, for everybody's story, because these things happen. I mean, I get it. I have some close friends, you know, um, a close friend that is has – um, a very serious illness, you know, and it, it, there, there is so, I mean, there, sometimes I must say that I have to hold the space and just witness that, you know what, I don't know why sometimes bad stuff happens, you know, quote, unquote. You know, I have to hold that human space to, as much as I can because I get confused, you know, and I know that deep down, and this is what I know, I know that um, when the storms in our lives happen, I know sometimes they don't make sense. And sometimes they really don't. Even from a cosmic perspective, you know, I have a hard time with that at times. But I will tell you this, that we have choices. That's all I do know. And that to really heal anything, we can't hold on to the story of victim because we keep giving our power away, right? At some point, there has to be that turnaround where we're able to say, what is the divine purpose here? Is there something learning? You know, is there some intense learning that I can take from this is there is there grace in here um help me find it you know and allow and take some of my power back in the process it, it is that you know and that is it's an easy thing to talk about for me you know it's, it's easy to say those words but i have i understand and fully embody the fact that that is not always easy mm-hmm. you know and there are definitely ways and processes and and teachers that i have that remind me of that but then it's like I mean, especially with the big stuff, I mean, it is it is an actual, that's why I think they call this stuff a practice, because it is a practice, don't you think? I mean, it's not easy. Yeah, and it is it's it is a practice. It's continuing to come continuing. back to yeah, your center. back to that coming place. Coming back, mm-hmm, right. So I think if we can make it valuable, you know, if we can make it 
a teaching, if we can make something of value, like, you know, yes, this happened to me. Yes, this happened. I've lost this or I've lost that or I no longer have this. Now, where can I go from here? What is the what is the teaching? What is the learning for me? I think sometimes that's the only place we can go, and that's the way out of those places at times, like those victim places. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. And when things um, that are totally out of our control, a storm, right? Yeah. Child, childhood, um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. A, a tragic, you know, like accidents, or, right, diagnosis, um, being, you know, um, what's the word I want to use? Uh, you know, if, if if you're mugged, you know, just random things, right? Yeah, it's seemingly random. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Correct. But back down that rabbit hole. I know. But, right? So, um, so then in that case, you know, that idea of, yes, we are victimized, but how do we step out of it and not be a victim? Exactly. Right? How do we not give our power away and claim our power back so we can move exactly. forward and heal? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that word accountability can be kind of like, ouch. Like, I know. I, I didn't do anything there. Like, I didn't ask for this. I, I felt that way mm-hmm. about my diagnosis, right? Sure. I, I'm a good person. I think I might have even said that to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do lots of good things for other people. Mm-hmm. I take, you know, 98% of the time take really good care of my body. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, what's going on here? But in the people in the storm, why would that happen? You know, we don't know the answers. Um, but, but, but the accountability piece in that sense is what can I learn? So I just sort of wanted to tie that in there. That what is yes, what do right. I mean? What do I mean by accountability in those cases? Is just how to step out of the victim and into our power with accountability, even if it is totally random, something has nothing to do with you at all, a storm, abuse, et cetera, you know, like child abuse, then, you know, how can I be accountable is how can I learn? How, exactly. what does this mean to me? Why is this happening? So when I went into why is this happening, <laughs> one of the things that I located were those those first few things I mentioned that were more of the less obvious like shame and guilt and and the needing to be seen or heard stuff right and self-hatred so I want to talk a little bit about this and I also want to hear what you have to say in regards to like hmm shame like how does because I think these are newer like I said less obvious faces of victim how does and I'm sort of winging it here because I don't know I haven't like <laughs> I haven't like I don't know if I've ever really said it out loud yet right How does shame put us in a victim stance? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what do you think? Well, I think that shame and guilt are related. Um, mm-hmm. I think that you know guilt is sort of the lesser cousin to shame i think guilt and let's explain what it is right shame is says well guilt says i've done something bad shame says i am bad right, right. that, that right, that's right. just a great diagnosis i think brene brown kind of said that she may not have been the first person but it's always resonated with me at the level of depth that shame can go um and it it's a very it's one of the more destructive um as far as 
from a sort of a um, psychoimmunological perspective, emotions in our body. And what I mean by that is how our psyche affects our immune system or our um, biological or physiological body. Um, and it can it can make us feel disempowered because it says, I am bad, I am powerless, I am not all right. right. And it's a very um, isolating position, powerless position to be in. I think that's the common denominator for me of most of the core wounding um, emotions is that they there's a sense of isolation, there's a sense of powerlessness mm-hmm. whenever we deal with victim stuff. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what do you think? Well, I'm, I mean, I'm really like I'm learning as we go here, which is fabulous. Mm. And that's one of the reasons why I started the original podcast whenever it was, spring, mm-hmm. when was that, 2011, I guess, <laughs> um, was to learn, you know, to ask some of my questions to some other teachers and mm-hmm. continue to learn. And um, But, yes, yeah, so, and I'm fascinated by the idea of the um, psychological immune, whatever those words were you used, <laughs> Yeah. Do you remember? Psychoimmunology? Uh-huh. Yeah, something like that. Um, because of, you know, me having that diagnosis of my cells going, you know, haywire, which is partially related to immunity, et cetera, then it oh, all no, just turns into a big cycle, right? And that also, interestingly enough, talking about the mind-body-spirit connection, it, it is actually the malignant melanoma was directly behind my heart chakra. Yeah, that was interesting. And that's where you've had a lot of symptoms in the past. Exactly. I have, mm-hmm. which, by the way, many have cleared up since yeah. going through this. Okay. Yeah, because I do have to bring out, when you said that this was happening, you were looking at it as um, such a bad thing. And I was, it was funny because you and I had a different perspective. Now, it wasn't my oh, yeah. body. But I was like, wow, I'm not looking at it. I don't see it that way. I see it like, thank God, it was like coming up and out of your body and moved out. They cut it out. It's gone. I it was know, like a releasing thing. And you're like, I'm not there, Alecca. And I'm like, that's totally, I hear that. But it was interesting how perspective is funny like that. Yeah, and I was sort of touching on that, except for I don't know if I was clear, about mm-hmm. the idea of Sandy. And because mm-hmm. I'm here, Right, yep. I'm not there, so I see a more like a clearing out, uh, um, something very more like esoteric in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Than how I would feel if I had lost my home, right? So perspective is always, you know, it's different, and and we have to really honor. That's one of the reasons why we need um, helpers, whether they be energy mm-hmm. practitioners, doctors, um, counselors astrologer or whatever, right, um, to help us sort of see the different side of of the coin, the opposite mm. side. But so when I, I really had to research, like for myself, research, <laughs> my own personal research for me, um, you know, what this was about and that, that feeling of shame was coming up strong mm. in my, you know, so even if I was in having a pity party about about it, but I could go deeper, meaning even if mm-hmm. I'm just like, well, why is this happening to me? If I went deeper, what I felt underneath was was shame. Mm. And which, why, Tracy, so I'm just putting this together using me as my example here. Mm-hmm. Um, childhood stuff. Right. Shame about 
sexual abuse, shame, right? But really it was not, at, I mean, yes, it se- was this seemingly negative bad thing diagnosis was actually like sort of a beacon for you to know exactly what to heal. Exactly. Mm. Right, right. And uh, this idea of um, stepping out of this victim consciousness is actually what feels really true to me, and I'd like to talk about this a little because it came up for me when thinking about doing the show, that word archetype. And then for me, I was like, it feels like consciousness to me. Mm. And I, I, for myself and for the listeners, um, explain to me, I mean, I know what archetypes are, but I want to hear it, like your perspective on mm-hmm. if you were to say victim archetype or whatever different, what, what does that yeah, mean? Yeah, I mean, victim, archetypes have many different meanings, you know, to be perfectly honest. And the way Young used it was like a template or a, a, an understanding. The way uh-huh. I... I kind of mean it is this idea that when I say the word, it's words and and symbols that we can use that elicit a response, positive or negative, but everybody knows what it is. So I can say the word victim and everybody can, they already have an idea about what that is. They might even have a visual. They might have a feeling. If I say the mother archetype, everyone's going to know what that is. You know, I mean, not just that this person is this person that had this child, but in actual, they're going to have feelings and um, all kinds of stuff attached to it. So an archetypal sort of understanding is a broader sense of understanding ourselves from positive, you know, quote-unquote shadow, light, and all the different facets. It's a way in which we can describe something and give a one-word kind of answer or, or definition that we can all, there's all parts of ourselves that we can relate to to some extent. Does that make sense? So when I, uh-huh, mm-hmm. when I felt like the right wording for me when when I came to these awareness, new awarenesses, whatever, deeper levels of awareness about my victim consciousness, okay? Mm-hmm. Consciousness seemed right to me, and this is where it ties back into past life. And again, this, this was a new thought today or a new insight, and I haven't totally had time to dive all the way in about it. But this idea that um, that I was born in to this lifetime with this like victim consciousness. Mm. Yeah, that and that's I, more of what probably Carl Jung was talking about when he was talking about archetypes and templates. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, um, it, it just felt like when I started to look at it that like, yeah, sure, childhood, right? And see, this is part of why I was so taken back by getting this diagnosis mm-hmm. is I, I, I spent 20 years, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> recovering from the past, forgiving the past, which, oh, by the way, is another big piece of <laughs> stepping out of victim, but we'll get there probably in a minute. Um, forgiveness, etc. And I'm like, what is this about, right? And so this, this, this stuff that was coming up, the shame, yeah, some of it is mm-hmm. from this lifetime, this child, this you know, childhood stuff, sexual abuse, etc. Um, the common shaming stuff that happens everywhere culturally. It's you know just kind of part of our culture, unfortunately. Um, of course, but you know, not everybody would take it on to the to the level, so to speak, as I mm-hmm. did, 
right? Yeah, I mean, and that's that's true. I think the one the definition of archetype, the way that you're sensing it, is um, it's it's sort of this idea that archetypes can be this um, original um, sort of you know there's original energy, and then that energy is sort of imprinted or stamped into certain patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like turning from the field energy into matter. And that's kind of what Plato and Jung was sort of alluding to when they defined archetypes. So from what you're saying is like there's this archetypal archetypal um, process that you were here to individuate into to learn that energy of victim and, and learn how to walk it in all of right. its, you know, shadow light, um, finding balance. Jung also said that what we don't work out, it, it shows up as fate. You know, so it seems like, again, here we get into this concept of it's happening to me. Right. Well, maybe it's just unconscious parts of the the archetype that we have yet to look at that look, look like, it looks like fate. It happened to me, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it seems to sort of exist as these external forces, but they're actually, they're actually us. You know, and it's, it's kind of, a, it's, it's very, um, mm-hmm. we could spend an entire entire um, show talking about archetypes. <laughs> mm-hmm. But because paradoxically, they're sort of part of us, but they're not part of us, you know, at the same time. So there's sort of like this this interesting um, interesting energy at play. But that's kind of what I was, what I think you were alluding to when you were saying I brought this, this was the energy that I was playing with. This victim stuff came in with right. me. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um that's exactly, exactly right. And so in bringing it in, you know, then I agreed to learn about victim stuff. Yep. And and I was victimized. And, of course, I mean, you know, we all have had things happen, you know, all of us. But, again, for me, this seemed to be one of my core things that was being um, unraveled. Mm-hmm. Untied this energy to victim for me during this last month's awakening. <laughs> yeah, there was this layers period. that you've yet mm-hmm. to undo with this. Exactly, you know, I and it's so interesting because the know. ego perspective is, you know what? Um, the ego perspective will say, "This is happening to me." You know, why is this happening to me? As we said, and what you're really showing us with through your um, process is that no, it happened for you. Mm-hmm. You know, it happened for you to show you that there was still more to let go of. Right. I, I think, and you know, when properly utilized, um, you know, who talks about archetypes a lot. And if anyone's interested, um, Carolyn Carolyn Mace, Mace yeah. is like the arch- archetype queen. Um, I do. I, you know, she's she's amazing, and she talks about the shadow and the light of each archetype. And you know, the victim, when it's it's in the light form of it, or what it's there for, is to alert us when we're in danger, mm-hmm. right? And so it helps us um, take care of ourselves from a very kind of intuitive and, and survival place. When are we in danger? But when it's, you know, when it's out of whack, then every we're in danger all the time, right? Or it, meaning our, our victim is like turned to hyper speed. So we sense we're in danger even when we're not in danger, you know? Um, and then it also can show up you know, sometimes we can get stuck in these archetypes because we get a positive response. 
Mm-hmm. And the victim and the martyr, that's another one, but the victim is a um a big one because you get positive feedback. For example, I you know, I've experienced the situation with clients and stuff where um they are con- I work a lot of as you know, Tracy, with health issues and health stuff. And um why is this health thing happening and what can I learn from that? And people that are chronically chronically always or one of the what I've seen repeatedly is a theme of kind of the shadow victim, where we maybe in the family we grew up in or we were conditioned to get attention by being sick, mm-hmm. you know, and or being this sort of victim. I can't take care of myself. I need people to take care of me, and it, that got a positive response, or that's the way in which that person was sort of conditioned to get attention. Mm-hmm. In the form of maybe sympathy, you know, or pity, and they're they're looking at that as attention, you know, and positive attention. So, I think that there's there's so many aspects to this that sometimes we carry on these archetypes because we really are feeling like we're getting um, a positive response on some level. Right, right. Which I know can be like a little shocking and offensive to hear, you know? Oh, that's a tough anyone, one. Yeah, anyone who's feeling like, you know, whatever, they're chronically ill or something. Oh, yeah. It, it's hard it to look at. Mean that. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah, but, but it. I mean, there is a ton of, yeah, it doesn't always mean that for sure, mm-hmm. but there is also truth to it. And, you know, so I guess for I'm being called to talk about forgiveness. So, let me mention one more thing real quick okay. before you start on that, because I do want to mention that there are absolutely, you know, that, as you said, there's there's an illness, right, that we have, and there's absolutely could be that there we're getting a, um, we're, we're, we're maybe getting positive feedback. It also could be because we, we're neglecting to set a boundary that we need to set, Mm-hmm. Right. We we if we actually get out of our victim stance, that might mean that we have to like do something scary, like leave a relationship or change a job. You mm-hmm. know. So I want to have I want to expand that definition that I just gave to include other things that the reasons why we may stay in this place um, right. of disempowerment. You know, or some. And to be perfectly honest, sometimes we're afraid of it being too good. You know, and we get into that self sabotage piece, which is another archetype. You know, saboteur. But again, there's there's many many reasons why we um, stay in health situations that that don't seem to be alleviating themselves. But that is one of them. And so, you your forgiveness. Let's talk about that. And I think even well now I want to <laughs> no, wait a minute. Now I want to touch on that um, saboteur thing because I think that that is a piece of victim. I'm sorry. Another it... face. Another face oh, of victim. Oh, oh yeah, like you were the saying. The saboteur. It. Do you see what I mean? I do. Because, it yeah, we don't, we don't want to, you know, we, we think we want to feel good or we think we want to be healthy or we think we want to be thin or we think we want to be rich or we think we want to be married or we think, right? Mm-hmm. But but then for whatever reason that, that saboteur comes in and, and plays their role to keep us, you know, poor, not healthy, alone, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you're right. And, I think and they're victim really- again. A really good. That's awesome. A really. I think you're right that there is definitely another face of victim with the saboteur, and I think that goes back to this sort of core belief: is um, you know we can only we only get it as good as we can stand it, as we're conditioned to believe, or that right. we believe that we deserve. Right. You know what I mean? So there is that sense of, oh, 
You know, can can this can I allow myself to expand into this new place out of my comfort zone of it actually being this good? And that, that because we're pretty much conditioned as human beings to stay within our comfort zone, and that could be a comfort zone kind of on the negative slant or our comfort zone on the positive. Mm-hmm. And so that saboteur steps in, I think you're right, where that victim place comes in and says, how good can I stand it today? Exactly, because if I... If I shine like that, if I'm happy like that, if I'm free like that, will I still get that 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 benefit of being not happy, not healthy, not in love? You see, the mm, yeah, and victim. Yeah, I so, think um, the, the mind body code that book he calls it the payoff or the um, the killjoy mm, effect, mm-hmm. where. Um, Mario Martinez, I think his name is. He's awesome. Yeah, mind body, mind body code. I think is what it's called. Code or connection? I can't remember. But yeah, excellent Um, book, by the way, people. He's he's awesome. Um, But he he kind of teaches this. That he talks about this as being the payoff or the killjoy. Meaning, if I actually got better, then that would mean what? Mm -hmm. You know, and and sometimes, like what you're saying, it means that maybe you perceive that you won't get attention ouch, you know, or I'd actually have to set a boundary or I'd actually have to speak my truth. Those are tough. Oh, this is tough stuff, my friend. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. Good stuff. Good stuff. This is stuff we it need is. to talk about, but, I mean, I can feel it, it in my tough. body when I talk about it because I, I still work with this stuff, you know? Of course, we all do, yeah. which is exactly what I was going to say next is that that, you know, well, I still have to deal with my fear of illness. It's still happening for me. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I and this today it came to me and I was like, "Okay, okay." So, I'll probably do some of um the forgiveness worksheets that Perfect. Yep, yep, yep. And I know that it doesn't like forgiveness and fear. Yeah. So, but but before I say that, I wanted to let everybody know if if anyone is listening and they want to call in, that they can. We only have like 13 more minutes, but if you have a question or a comment or you want to enter the chat room and say something, Alec is manning the chat room, and if you want to yeah. call, it's it's 646-595-2385, and we would be happy to take um, callers. So... Um, on to this idea of forgiveness and, and like, taking our power back, right? Oh, oh, sorry. (laughs) There was one more little piece I wanted to say, though, was that, um, okay, so I don't want to get sick again, right? So I can drink green juice three times a day. I can exercise. I can not eat sugar. I can balance my pH. I can meditate. I can... You hear where I'm going, right? Mm-hmm. Does not guarantee I won't get sick again. Yeah. It really doesn't. And so I'm realizing this, and why am I saying this? Is because that actually empowers me. <laughs> Takes away that victim stance of, so if, you know, because literally if I could, I mean literally, I just want to live to be like 90 years old and then die in my sleep. You know, I guess everybody feels that way, but I have a very yeah, our ego edging God out in charge, right? I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I have like this. I think more like I have this thing about illness and hospitals. Oh, I'm with you. And, I get it. Right. Yeah. So, 
I have to do more healing on that for myself to find peace because I am entering, you know, I'm 48 now. I'm entering into that part of my life that, yeah, I, I live in a physical body and and things are going to probably happen. But it it doesn't mean it's my quote-unquote fault, right? Yeah. Um, especially because I know that I'm taking good care of myself. And and that, you know, like if if people are listening and going, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. And okay, maybe I will like do whatever, some meditation on this or journal about it and really look deeper. And still you don't get a whole lot. Just go with it. Cool. No worries. Because what happens is the stuff comes up for us. I had no idea. Like the depths of this victim I'm still sticking with consciousness. <laughs> I had no idea because I have a great life. I I have a great life. I mm. I'm not a victim, right? Mm-hmm. So so the depths of this came up through the illness, and mm. and I wasn't really quote unquote ignoring anything. You know, we all say um, the universal hit us with a two by four, and then a four by six, and then a you know whatever. Like <laughs> the sky will fall on your head. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but for me, I, I'm you know, but I had to look at that. I had to look at it and say, well, was I ignoring something? You know, there were a few things that I've figured out on my own, but but nothing there major. There was some. You know, there was some because I, I've usually found that in every situation where that happens to me, again, it could be different for everybody, but when I look back on that, I go, wow, there was some intuition I was ignoring somewhere just right, about but, something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't even know if I had followed... Like, how do we know? Yeah, no, um, it's, again. Like, even if where, I had followed the intuition that I was getting, which absolutely. was some dietary would stuff, Who knows? would it have changed it? Right. Yeah, maybe not. And this is where we got to be careful with getting our minds too wrapped up in what is. And this is where I think the practice of letting go. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, for example, it's really easy when fear creeps in to be like, have you ever had this experience? It's it's so funny to me to watch my ego. It just, I mean, sometimes it's infuriating and I totally get it. And sometimes I laugh. But, you know, I'll be sitting there and I'll have this perfect moment with, like, my children. And um, it's like it's sunset and we're sitting on the beach. And I have a moment of, of joy. And wow. all of a sudden I hear the ego whisper something like, well, you know, you know, you're going to die one day. <laughs> I mean, I just hear it. I'm like, yeah. really? Like now? You know, but that not it funny how it does that? It just, like, creeps in. So when I hear myself doing that, like a moment where you're going, ah, oh, I feel pretty good, and then, you, like today you said I was triggered, you know, and something maybe came up around this whole issue again for you, and that's when I really try to just get into a space of, you know what, I'm consciously expanding my abundance here. I am... I am not allowing that ego to say that. You know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna open my sense of yes, it can be this good. I'm consciously expanding and being in a place of gratitude. Damn it! Right. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Because yep. that's been the practice of being in the now, shutting down our thinking minds, getting out of that place of ego. When all those other tools sort of come into play when we're battling that everyday sort of mirage or barrage of um you know that that ego voice that can step in when we feel the most weak mm-hmm. it likes to kick us right in the limitation <laughs> i like that thanks kick us in the that limitation. was dr michael rice he loves saying that i i uh, love that kick me i in have the limitation. no i don't i don't think i've ever heard it mm-hmm. but he's Goodness. the forgiveness guy right? he is yeah so here we go okay so um 
the ideas of just, you know, as we come to the end of the show, let's talk a little bit about the ideas of being victorious over this, right? And stepping out of the skin. (laughs) That's what I wrote, of the victim. And um, that's reminding me of that, like, visualization I had of me being removed from a tube. Oh, yeah, I told Alec about it. Yeah. yeah, it was sort of an awake dream. Yeah, it was like during meditation, and it was like oh. I was in a capsule, and then Tracy, me, you know, who I am or who I am becoming, right? Because every moment is a new me, you know. So stepping out of that victim archetype or consciousness and um becoming victorious <laughs> from it is partially that idea of accountability always checking in and 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 want, and asking okay you know a what do i have to learn right mm-hmm. um b do i have a part in this mm. um what else about that can help with accountability anything that you can well, well, for me, I just go straight to the forgiveness worksheets, you know, okay. and, and re- turning, you know, help me get my, sometimes in the moment, sometimes, as I said, with, for, for you, whatever, I'm really feeling stressed, I'll just say, like, help me see this correctly. Help me see right. through the eyes, you know, of the divine God, whatever you And even though I, I have all those things written in my phone, I still have to, like, text Aleka and be like, oh, my God, I'm freaking out. And right. then she reminds me, you know, <laughs> even though, like, I have these tools. But when you get there, don't be ashamed, shamed, mm-hmm. to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And that was part of my lessons, too, was oh, to not to be receive. like, oh, I should know this. Know. And you know I did that to me. I know. <laughs> I should know this. I shouldn't be going through this like this, you know. Like what? I'm supposed to be, oh, you know, as I have to go through this really scary health thing? I mean, whatever, Right. right? <laughs> oh yeah. So um Aleka mentioned the forgiveness worksheets and I'll just I'll just give a plug for these, which can be found on the Mind Body Spirit U website, the letter U website. And Aleka, I believe it's under the forgiveness chat. Is that where I put them, or did I put them on your page? Or do we I, know? I, I, I right. don't really know. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys there was a whole um, forgiveness um, podcast. It, and it, yeah, I did one. I think it was a food and feelings one on food, feelings, and forgiveness. Or Okay, and that's where we put it. And it's under, I think it's under free classes on the website. And okay. if you are really wanting it and you didn't find it, please email us or find us. Um, and, yes, everybody who's on um, listening, please join us on Facebook because it's a cool way to communicate. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can find us on um, Facebook at Mind Body Spirit U, the letter U also. But um, Aleka <laughs> Alchemide, that's what the word wants to come for me. Um, uh, forgiveness worksheets from her learning from other teachers, etc. And then yeah, like own. they were definitely based on other teacher stuff. I just kind of changed what worked for me and made them mine in some way. Um, but through your experience, through my experience with it, working right. with them and then teaching it with other clients and mm-hmm. and people being like not understanding this part or whatever. Exactly. But they are really powerful and they really helped are. me a ton during that really crisis period. Which is uh, honestly, I'm a human like Aleka. I think is really good with them, but I'm a human being who doesn't want to do a worksheet just about as much as any other person out there. <laughs> Aleka's with you. 
<laughs> I didn't know they helped, so I make myself right, right, right. Unless I'm in total crisis. And yeah. so, yes. And they, and like I was saying, you know, this idea of um, a fear of illness. Like, well, why would a forgiveness sheet work for that? Explain it, Aleka. Why does it work for that? Well, because <laughs> forgiveness, typically what it means is changing your filter from fear to love. So it's going to change your stance on victim, and it's going to help you understand why you're accountable for that through the process of forgiveness. And then, of course, you undo that um, that belief, and there's, a, there's an element of freedom that comes mm-hmm. and freeing from that. Yeah, and okay. you just you can see so much by working through the process that she's laid out in these worksheets. So mm-hmm. truly, if you know you need to forgive, great. If you're just having an issue and you want to try them, try them because it's really, really nice. And and do listen to that, the Food Feelings um, Finding Freedom that's about forgiveness. But we also did uh, one of these podcast-type shows on forgiveness, and I know that's in the archive also. And I know I've heard, I don't even know if I ever mentioned it, but I know one of my clients um, found listening to that, the one we did together, just like super freeing for her and like family of origin stuff. Oh, cool. She was, yeah, she was really grateful to have that. And she had sent it like to her brother who is open. You know, it's not like me sending it to my brother. (laughs) I say that (laughs) quietly, like she can't hear me. (laughs) <laughs> it's just you and but, however many people you have here. Yeah. Yeah, but people but people that are open, you know, uh, can definitely work together and listen to these kinds of shows and and find the forgiveness and find the freedom and find the way out of a victim. And of course, and if anyone gets a forgiveness worksheet and is confused, I mean, you can set a appointment up with Tracy or I or any of the other teachers on Mind Body Spirit U, although I'm not sure they're really familiar with that forgiveness process they do other awesome things but you can set up an appointment with any of us to really walk it through because i think you would probably agree that it it takes one or two walkthroughs to get it It does. Mm-hmm. and then once you get it it makes sense because other if some i mean it'll work it, i don't care use them right, right but right. if you know what you're doing and and have an intention behind it and an understanding it makes them so much more powerful right so i put that out there for you too because sometimes we all need some guidance Absolutely, and especially, like, forgiveness is one of those things that we can get caught up in our own story about things. And that's why the worksheets are great, because they they help you see outside of the story. And But even even with the worksheets, like I like saying, sometimes we just need, um, you know, a helper, a facilitator, um, somebody, to, a guide, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. All right, well, I have enjoyed being with you again. I'm no, glad we're back too. back on the horse. <laughs> a, a horse metaphor always works for me. Mm, I I love that the horse metaphor. That's great. Back on the horse. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you Aleka for joining me and thanks yeah. everybody thank who's you. been here listening tonight or will listen in the future um on the archives. And if you want to follow our show, please do so on Blog Talk Radio, and that way you will always get little email reminders. We have different hosts doing different um, topics and healing modalities, and we take calls, and we like to, to help you in any way we can. So 
please join us. Okay, Aleka. Thanks, Thanks, Tracy. Your day is over. Yes, it was a long one. (laughs) Go enjoy your family. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Take care. Take care. Bye.